Hello, this is Maurice Harker. What you're about to listen to is a clip from my Spiritual Psychology Masterclass. This is an online webinar classroom where you learn to harvest vital, life-changing psychological concepts from the words of the prophets. Enjoy what you listen to, and I'll check in with you again when you're done. As I was preparing to talk about Lehi's dream, I want to make sure we avoid the philosophical, what does the, what does all this mean? Uh, because that can become a less than edifying debate over what exactly is meant by the great and spacious building, what exactly is meant by the uh, large and spacious field. If you've not done this already, I'm going to push your brains a little bit. And I'd like you to list on your piece of paper somewhere, uh, your electronic or your, and let's take a list at some of the imagery here. You don't have to be exhaustive, meaning you don't have to write them all down, but let's just write a few of them down. We have a fountain. We have a large and spacious field. We have a, let's see, great and spacious building. Later on down, we have strange roads. We have mist of darkness. All right, that should be enough to play with at first. Now, what I want you to do different this time and what we, seems to be more useful in human psychology is to give your representation of what it means in your world as opposed to people in general. Let me give you an example. Since someone said the other day, that they appreciate my transparency, although it just makes me feel awkward. So I'm going to just be more awkward and you guys can judge me if you want, but I won't care because I don't care. There, there you go. Great and spacious building. I had my own version of a great and spacious building. It was a lifestyle. It was a lifestyle that looked good on TV. Plenty of money, plenty of parties, plenty of fun. Plenty of goofing off, plenty of, uh, I don't know, not concentrating, like just goofing off and just like some kind of a pleasure-based irresponsibility mindset, like just wanted to go goof off. And there is enough representation of that lifestyle. If I hadn't read this concept, I might have pursued it for quite some time. I might have gone there. Um, there's another version of a great and spacious building, the popular, well-known names of psychology. I have all the academic skills necessary to do all the research projects and do all the stuff that would put me at the top of the list in psychology today. I know how to do that. Um, I've got the skill for it. I've got the intelligence for it. But I, I started looking at the, as it, it stood as if it were in the air high above the earth, and in my vision, that brought with it with no foundation, always on the verge of collapsing, always on the verge of um, falling apart. And so um, when I stood at the fork in the road between going one direction or the other, I've got enough engineering psychology in my brain to know any building that does not have a foundation will crumble. And I don't really want to put a lot of work into building a big building that's just going to crumble. And so I invite you to uh, label that with your temptation to pursue something that looks glorious, sounds glorious, looks like fun, looks like something, I don't, whatever it is, 
but you have enough principles in your brain that you know there's no foundation. It'll just crumble. I, one of the careers I was considering was a, a money-based, you know, stock markets type of thing, investments and returns. I love numbers. I just love playing with numbers. My team knows this. And man, just playing with statistics. I used to study roulette, uh, the game, just to study the numbers of it and do statistical evaluations just to figure it out. And it's like, okay, it's all designed to lose. I, I did enough math on it to find out you always lose mathematically eventually. Um, so it was another great and spacious building. So please, I invite you to look at what is your great and spacious building. Let's slide a little further to the mist of darkness. Mist of darkness, this one uh, really uh, started to become more relevant as I did my work um, getting to know Satan's strategies with respect to the pornography addictions and then being surprised that it applies to almost every human misbehavior. Mist is very, um, is really easy for me to cross over to like chemicals. It's just kind of floating around. It just kind of hovers. It's very subtle. Those of us who've studied um, Satan's involvement in brain chemistry shifting, it's not really that hard to parallel mist of darkness with that sensation where just gradually my first uh, session today was with this woman who's making great progress, but, and she's been studying this material for 18 months or longer. And as she's trying to ramp up on some of her own personal goals and careers, she was, um, she became more aware of this really subtle, you can try that, but it probably won't work. You can put a lot of heart into that, but it's probably going to fail but it's not really loud. It was just kind of a like little, a little buddy, little friend, you know, saying we don't really want to like have that unfortunate, poor investment of time. See, there's no devil in that. Right. I'm just trying to, we don't want to, we don't want to waste time and money on something that's not going to work out anyway. Hmm. Okay. So please label your thing for mist of darkness. What goes on in your brain? that feels like a mist of darkness that you kind of like, how did I get off track? Like, why did I get off track over here? Like what's, what's this happened so gradually, this happened so slowly um, for some very responsible women. It's like making sure this gets done, making sure that gets done, making sure things get done. I'm just, just making sure things get done. And the next thing I know, I haven't done what is most important for weeks because I was making sure things get done. And I didn't want to be irresponsible by not following through, or I didn't want to be a bad grandma by not uh, watching my grandkids every time my daughter asks, et cetera, et cetera. What is your mist of darkness? Anyone feeling courageous enough to share on that one? Or should we keep that all personal? I'm fine if I'm the only one who has awkward moments here. That's fine. Rosalind, do you want to talk? Okay, so did you talk to my husband or something before class? <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, man, because I've been praying this week to know, okay, Heavenly Father, how can I find time to do these things that I really feel are what are my calling, what's my mission? Because family's first, right? I mean, mm -hmm. when my children need help with their children, like, I drop everything. And I'm always worried about getting everything done. So I really, I don't know. This is embarrassing, but it's so me. 
Well, as I've learned, it's all of us, but some of us are willing to uh, be uh, awkward in front of others. Pete, do you have any mist of darkness in your world? Yeah, so I'll share. Um, okay. We, uh, my daughter and I, we we spend time, you know, saying um, prayer before meals, and we say morning prayers, and we we say night prayers, and we say prayers in the car as we were driving to school, and and before we take trips, and sometimes in the evening, she uh, we have a couple of shows that we watch together. And we really like them, and we we pause a lot and teach moments, teaching moments in those shows. But uh, we, I have more than often put that in front of reading the Doctor and the Covenants for kids with her uh, in the evenings. And so, um, yeah, the mist of darkness for me in that scenario would be like sometimes TV gets in the way of what really should be happening. So, yeah, I'm guilty of that. That leads right into this next piece I wanted to um, put on the table. And that is, you know, when I was first told about these people in the great and spacious building, and they have these things that they do where they mock, point fingers, and scoff uh, with an attempt to create some kind of a shame. I have some experience with this with real people talking out loud until you get used to it and then you just talk about it in front of a lot of people like I do you know I still remember the first time I I guess it's a version of imposter syndrome it's I'm sitting there on the stand um, getting ready to present in front of a whole stake 500 plus people and it was almost audible oh so you got important things to say Mm, wow look at you I thought you were working on your pride issues and now you've put yourself in front of all these people to show off or to look stupid. I don't know which one it's going to be, but it's going to go one way or the other. And you're like, dude, really? Right now during the opening song? He's like, couldn't you talk about this on the way here? He's like, nah, I was waiting here for you. We thought we could chat about it. Now, if I hadn't become familiar with this sensation, um, I probably would have internalized it, as they say in the world of psychology, and it might have really disrupted me, but I'm grateful for scriptures like this that gave me a hint years before that this type of thing can happen, and I'm grateful for all the sub-revelations and inspirations that have taught me that it can happen in your head. It doesn't even have to be a person talking. So please, I invite you to Find the most ruthless, unpleasant phrases that you hear in your head. And maybe you're in that phase where you're not hearing it yet. You just feel it. It's just gooey, flattening. Ugh. Okay. And you're like, real ugh. And if you're new at this, you're probably going to think you're doing it to yourself because that's what the psychologist said was happening. Hello, Maurice Harker here again. You've just finished listening to a clip from the Spiritual Psychology Masterclass, where you learn to harvest vital, life-changing psychological concepts from the words of the prophets. Please continue listening to the other podcast episodes where you will have access to many, many more principles. But when you're ready for a big, thick chunk of this educational material, please uh, follow the link that's attached to the text connected to this podcast and you will be given instructions on how to register for the class where you can spend an hour each week sitting with me and learning how to harvest psychology from the words of the prophets. I look forward to seeing you then.